listening to This Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again. Real talk for women embracing this grit and grace life. Let's get into it. Well, hey, girl, hey, welcome to This Grit and Grace Life. I'm Julie Graham. And I'm Darlene Brock. So if you have listened to the show for any length of time, you may or may not know that, um, you know, relationship status is totally a thing. Like what's your Facebook status? Yeah, it is, isn't it? I mean, everything is on Facebook. So why not? I, you know, you're dating, you're not dating, you have someone. It's complicated. Like, it's complicated. I kind of have always wanted to use that status. It's complicated just to drum up drama. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but in case you don't know this, I was married to my college sweetheart and then he passed away two years ago ago. And so now I'm widowed back in the dating scene. I am in a relationship, but I'm single mom in it with a five-year-old at home. So that is my current relationship status. Yeah. And mine is I've been married a thousand and ten <laughs> years to the same man, which is probably a good thing. Um, probably. <laughs> it's definitely a good thing. It's He's a, a good very man. good thing. He's an amazing man. And I'm, I'm happy to be able to say that is my status. So you may or may not be married to somebody who's in the public eye at any level, but if you are married, you're living in the culture that we're all trying to live and have a happy, healthy marriage in one that's a little too fast paced. One where we tend to over schedule ourselves and we spend so much time comparing ourselves to the other highlight reels we see in our social media feeds. All of these things are eroding the value and the stability of marriage in today's world. Our guest is Christy Hendricks. She's the owner of For the Field Apparel. If you've seen my coffee and Bible mug, that's totally from her. She's an advocate for animal rights and anti-bullying causes. And she happens to be the wife to MLB All-Star pitcher for the Oakland A's, Liam Hendricks. Christy, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Well, now, Julie, I know you guys have a little history that uh, you've been friends for a while. Am I right? I totally just checked Facebook, Christy. We became friends in 2015. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> so for a while, <laughs> we have so much history. Yeah, we actually met at church and I became uh, fast friends with both you and Liam. And um, I remember you told me you started following my praying for your husband series. Is that right? Yes, I absolutely loved that series. It helped me so much throughout my entire um, engagement period, marriage, everything. And I shared it with all of my engaged friends in the baseball life. Gotcha. Yeah. I remember you telling me that there were now baseball wives all over the country that were watching. And I was like, oh, wait, what? That makes me feel uncomfortable <laughs> or something. <laughs> um, and then I just, I really appreciated how much you and Liam um, just kind of rallied around me and Lincoln after Paul passed away. And just so thankful for your friendship, even though we've probably actually been in each other's presence in real life, like three times ever. Yes. Social media makes it so much easier um, to stay in contact with people that you hold near and dear to your heart when you're not necessarily always in the same place. Okay. So I'm curious now, Christy, you're married to a major league baseball player. Where, where, how did this start? Where did you meet? Give us a little bit of backstory. So I met my husband in July of 2010. I used to work in the field of child protection and we had a mutual friend who had had knee surgery. And one day we happened to visit him at Health Park Hospital at the same time. 
And yeah, I guess you could say sparks kind of flew on his side, not necessarily my side, but we became fast friends. And honestly, when we sit and talk about our dating anniversary, like dating anniversary, we just say it's the day we met because somehow we fell into a mold of we're hanging out all the time. We're friends and now we're dating and yeah, just like that. And when did you guys get married? We got married in November of 2013. Mm-hmm. They're coming up on six years of marriage and it has been crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because you're married to a pro athlete. I can't imagine what kind of life and challenges and schedules and all of that. Give us a little bit of that, Christy. So when Liam and I started dating, he was in the minor leagues with the Minnesota Twins. And it was a lot easier because I met this great guy but I was 24. So in my head, I'm thinking, this guy's cool. He's pretty attractive. I think this will be fun. I never thought that it would develop into what it ultimately developed into. And he's also Australian. So at the end of season, we met in July. And at the end of minor league season, which is essentially the beginning of September, he was going to go home. And how do you decide if a guy you met two months ago is worth being with in that long distance relationship? I'm not talking about he lives in Atlanta and I live in Florida and I can pop on a flight. This is I'm traveling like across the ocean just to see this guy that while he's great now, I don't really know him in his normal environment. So what's it going to be like? So we started dating. We decided he would stay two extra weeks in September so that we had more one-on-one time and we get to know each other outside of a baseball world because from all I knew is him at the field. And on occasion, you know, getting food after the field, I didn't really know him. I was working full time and he essentially was too. So it was a crazy, weird, I guess you could say turn of events. So are we saying that, you know, two weeks is enough time to figure out if you should be entering into a cross continental relationship? I mean, that's amazing. Did you feel like that was like a high pressure? All right, let's give this thing two weeks. Or was it like, well, let's see if we like each other after two weeks. Well, honestly, it was, we had gotten to know each other so well from July to September as friends. I felt comfortable at least heading into a relationship with him long distance due to the fact that he was my friend first. So I felt like I already had great communication built with him and what, you know, what's the worst thing that could happen? I end up breaking up with a guy who lives in Australia anyways, <laughs> at least I don't have to see him again, um, <laughs> makes it an easier choice. Or you, the way I went into it was, you know, this could be really great because marriage and dating and everything that my grandparents taught me about a safe and secure marriage was built on communication. This is really going to make us communicate. So are we going to do it or not? Let's go for it. So I think if we're going to talk about marriage, let's fast forward. Let's obviously it worked out. You dated for a while. You crossed continents. You saw one another. I assume then he came back to the States to play ball and you decided to marry, correct? 
Yes, pretty much just like that. So he left to go back to Australia. I visited him in January. So it was about six months from us meeting. And it was pretty crazy because he flew back with me on a flight so that he could go to spring training. And then we've been together ever since. So after you got married, when did he transition from the minors to the majors? He actually, we started dating in 2010 and he made it to the big leagues as a call up in September of 2011. So we weren't even engaged yet when he made it to the big leagues. And that was a crazy transition because a lot of the women were older than me when we went to the MLB and they had formed relationships that I had missed out on because we were in the minors. He, my husband did three levels of minor leagues in one full season. So it was quick stops here and there where you didn't get to develop the most um, embraced relationships, the most sound relationships with other people. And so that was a, that was crazy for me. Yeah. I mean, I have maybe some preconceived ideas of what some of the challenges of being married to a pro athlete would be. And and it really doesn't matter if we're talking pro athlete, if we're talking someone who maybe runs their own business or, um, you know, works really long hours or travels a lot. I mean, there are, there are challenges that any relationship can face. And, And in your case, I mean, we're probably talking the fact that there is a lot of travel, um, he, he's gotten moved a lot among teams, which means you as a couple have moved a lot. What are some of the other challenges that you faced? A lot of challenges have to deal with, I take on his stress as mine. So if he has a outing that isn't particularly great or, um, totally bombs an outing. I take on a lot of that pressure myself because I'm the one sitting in the stands and I'm hearing what the fans are mm-hmm. saying about someone I care about and love. So that's a number one, one of the hardest things I deal with. But then when it comes to traveling, there's a lot of trust that is um, really put out there and put on the forefront. I think that whether you're married to a professional athlete or honestly, anyone, trust is a big, big thing. It absolutely is, Christy. And it's easy to lose it. It's easy to doubt it. Um, even if you know in your heart of hearts that you have married a man who has every intention of being faithful, I can't imagine any woman not going, is he's gone right now? Is, is he okay? Is he doing anything I'd be uncomfortable with? Again, as you said, whether he's traveling or whether he's just working long hours at the office, mm-hmm. it's got to enter your mind. So how do you combat that? This was the first year that my husband actually took on social media. When we started dating, he had a generic Facebook page and it was more so to keep in contact with all of his mates from Australia when he was here in the United States, because at that point, FaceTime wasn't really a big thing yet. So it was harder to talk to people and stay in touch with his best friends, which is understandable. When we started dating, he wasn't the prototypical guy who wanted to be on social media all the time that I see in the generation now where everybody has social media. Mm -hmm. So him stepping away from social media was easy, but this year, um, our agency told my husband with all of your philanthropic endeavors, we really think it's a great thing. If you could, you know, make an Instagram page 
put yourself out there on a social scale so that people can understand what you're doing, see what you're doing, correlate your name with certain causes and so forth. And my husband and I, that, that was really hard for me because the digital world of someone sliding into your DMs. Hang on, hang on. Dar, have you heard that phrase? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just yes, making I sure. <laughs> I have. I did use that phrase earlier today on a text thread, I just have to say, but it was totally joking. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. So when you come into that world that is more of an untouchable world, it's scary. Mm-hmm. And my husband has a public profile. I do not. I have had death threats against me. I have had the FBI involved in cases. And so has my husband for pitching performances. But also I like to keep what is private, private, Mm -hmm. just due to the fact that our life is not private at all. Now, my husband doesn't have that choice because again, for philanthropic endeavors and just to show that he is a normal everyday guy and that he can talk to his fans one-on-one, he needs to be public. And knowing that he's public also means that there are a lot of girls that can grab his attention publicly. It's funny because Darlene and I have had this conversation. Now, I am not married to a professional athlete. I'm not married, um, but I do share a lot of my life on social media. And obviously with my life story, having, um, you know, been married and, and doing my praying for your husband series that, that became public. And then, you know, the, the loss of my husband, and then even sharing more about, you know, the kind of details of my marriage, even more recently, like in episode 101, it's important for me now to kind of figure out what is the balance of sharing in a way that, you know, could hopefully help and serve someone else on their journey. And then what needs to be private as I move forward and hopefully move into a new relationship in this season of my life. And so I think, you know, regardless of whether or not you're in, you know, if you're married to someone who has this high profile, the pressures of what people are seeing on social media, what people are posting, you know, we've got that whole, you know, highlight real mentality of like, is that really your life? Or are you just trying to project an image? Um, These kinds of boundaries need to be put in place in any healthy marriage. I absolutely agree. I think that boundaries build trust. I am a person that I I'm an only child and I came from a home that was broken up due to infidelity. Mm -hmm. And so unfortunately that kind of molded my perspective on marriage and trust even to this day. And it's been very hard for me. And so sharing and oversharing what's too little, what's too much, people are going to find a reason no matter what to criticize and try to bully or bring you down. And it's unfortunate that that is the world that a highlight reel kind of creates. Well, and I think that's true in everyone on social media at this point, you know, you, anyone who is in public life has an exaggerated version of that. Absolutely. But I think as a matter of, of policy for every couple, you need to sit down and talk and say, what is it we're comfortable sharing? What are we not? What do we want to protect? How do we react when people come after us? And I know, Christy, that one of the hardest things a wife can deal with is someone attacking their spouse. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always, through the years, it's been easier for me. If they come after me, that's fine. I can take it. But you come after my husband, mm-hmm. 
you just don't want to mess with me. He gets crappy dar. You do not want to mess with me. <laughs> and and there's a balance in that. So, you know, how do you find your balance in protecting your marriage and your husband when people respond that way? Well, I always say God knows who I am and he knows I'm a defensive controlling person and he <laughs> made me that way. And it's something that I work on consistently, but I am defensive. And for several years, I would jump on the defense. If someone said something about my husband in comments or about my marriage because of the TV show we were on or things like that, I would comment or hermit into a shell and just not come out. And now as the years have gone on and I've learned the type of person that sits behind their phone or their computer that says these things or writes these things or has a comment or whatever it may be, I've also realized that the insecurity is not within myself it's within them. And there is no way that I can change their issue with their own insecurity. But it has taken me years to get that way. And on top of that, I'm telling you this today and tomorrow, something could trigger me and I don't feel that way at all. I completely agree with you. I think that's one of the things that we've learned even in recording this show is I need to be reminded of things like on repeat all the time. So yes, I will say one thing and I'll need to remember it again tomorrow. That's part of living any part of this grit and grace life. Um, but I think it goes back to what you even said in the beginning that, you know, you recognized early on in your relationship with Liam and as I should in my relationship and Dar being married 437 years still has to focus on, which is solid communication with your partner. I completely agree. I think that that has what's formed such a great relationship with Liam and I is we had to communicate for six months before we even saw each other pretty much again. So that led to saying, hey, this is how I feel about this. And I know personally, I can say this, it is scary to sometimes lay your feelings out there and tell someone, you know, I'm I'm just not feeling great about this decision. Or when you said this, it hurt me this way, but you need to do it. Mm -hmm. You, you have to. Let me ask you this, Christy, you you have formed your own company. You're an advocate in several areas. Um, You have obviously created your own life parallel to your husband's very public life. How did you do that? I mean, how does that work? Because I know in marriages, sometimes the wife is the big, the largest bread earner, the husband may not be, or vice versa. Um, and they may have competing careers. How do you guys make that work? Luckily for me, I created a company that was based solidly around baseball in the beginning. I started for the field apparel due to the fact that my husband was traded within five organizations in one baseball season. Wow. So you think about all of the teams that you see on TV in baseball, there's 30 teams, well, 30 MLB teams. That's not including all of the minor league teams and all of them have different colors. You know, five of them may be blue, but they're all different shades of blue Mm -hmm. or you have similar blues, but yet one's a cub and one's, a royal. And it just changes like that. So I'm thinking to myself, why am I spending all this money at the team store 
buying all these shirts when in two weeks, my husband might not even be here. Mm -hmm. This is ridiculous. So what I decided to do was create more of a cohesive design for women that one fits pretty well. And two is in your organic color scheme, which would be white to black. So there's a few colors in my store, but not that many. And usually everything is based black and white, white and gray, things like that. So you can wear something that is baseball inspired to your significant other's game or your child's t-ball game or anything like that with only having to buy one shirt. That's one cost out of your pocket. And I remember when my husband was in the minor leagues and we decided that I was going to travel with him, we really had to sit down and think how we were going to make it work. Because at that point, if I quit my job altogether, he would make $250 a week. That is not going to support my husband and I. (laughs) We don't have children. We didn't have children then. We still don't. But that is not going to support a lifestyle of rent, food and water, you know, all the things that come along with living together. You need soap in your bathroom. You, you know, <laughs> the, the small costs financially add up. And on $1,000 a month, that was not going to work. So what was a way that we could still support our significant others, but not spend a lot of money. And because I remembered our time in the minor league and how we really scraped and scrapped together some money and paid for gas and quarters on occasion, I was thinking to myself, one girl should buy one shirt for all of her time in baseball. And if she ends up making more money, whether it's her job and her career, or he makes it to the big leagues or gets a pay raise or anything like that, They only really need one shirt so they could afford more, but they technically only need one. And that is where my concept grew. I love it. You're totally a grit and grace woman who came up with an idea and then made it happen. And now you've actually expanded the brand to um, be for more sports, right? Yes. So now the sports carries obviously predominantly baseball because that is my season of life that I'm in right now. And it carries football, hockey. I have um, a children's line now, which is adorable. I think, and I don't have kids, but the stuff is so cute and so soft. Mm -hmm. And then I also have done mugs, travel cups. I've done the coffee and Bible mug inspired Mm -hmm. by you. Um, and it's been really fun for me to have a creative outlet because I think so many times and not just women, women and men included that if you are with someone who is more of a breadwinner in your family, you tend to lose yourself a little bit. And I, again, am an only child. I've never not been independent. I have always had to make friends with everyone because I didn't have a built-in best friend. Mm-hmm. and while that really kind of stunk as a child, I am so grateful for that now because it has really helped shape and mold me to put myself out there more, whether it's in creative endeavors or just friendships. Do you know what I love about the um, marriage side of this, Christy, is the fact that you did partner, figured a way to partner with your husband and stay together, find a partnership that would work financially. And I know in my husband and my marriage, We both built our businesses together. And some years I made more money and other years he made more money and it all worked out. And I think that's part of the marriage magic is not to just stick yourself in a box, not to think that there's only way, one way to do this marriage thing, come up with creative solutions, which is what you did. 
Absolutely. And I think that that comes from, again, our communication. We really decided that if this was something I was going to do, we would have to take out of our savings, not my savings, not his savings. I couldn't convince a bank, which granted I didn't try, but I knew in my heart, I can't convince a bank to help me start up an internet company for designs that I don't even have yet. So we sat down and we wrote down a logical number of what we could afford to lose, because I think that you need to go into it thinking, okay, this could be really great, or this could go really south. And we need to be open and honest with each other because I didn't want to have the pressure to pay back our savings account and have him looking at me like, well, we only make this much a month. How dare we spend this much? And I love that he backed me a hundred percent. And to be honest with you, we had so much fun because my, if you go on for the field apparel.com and you look a lot of times you as a consumer, unless you are in the baseball world, have no idea what certain slang terms are. And those all came from my husband and now they're trademarked and we have the best time together because it's a different type of lingo. So it creates my niche even more. Well, I love that because, you know, obviously we've just heard in your story that there's been a lot of, you know, your relationship that's been you being his cheerleader and you being in his corner and you supporting what he's doing. And then that, you know, inspired this company. But I, I know from being your friend that he is totally so supportive of what you do and not just with For the Field, but also, you know, with um, in the philanthropy that you guys do together. It really does seem like you guys have made it a choice to partner together in all areas of your life. And that's, what's going to make a successful long-term marriage, especially in this culture where everyone's doing their own thing. And, and it's even kind of becoming trendy and cool for a woman to not need her man or a man. And we really believe here at Grit and Grace that there's a healthy interdependency that comes with meaningful relationships. That doesn't mean that your husband has to be the breadwinner or that you should or shouldn't work, but that you can value your marriage in such a way that you're fulfilled in your outside projects and passions, but that you figure out ways to support each other in that. You know, I know in whatever careers that we find ourselves or our spouse, we may have some challenges when it comes to our personal faith. Um, Do the people we work with share it or not share it, or are they belligerent about it, or are we scared to talk about it? Do we want to talk about it? And in your world, Christy, how do you and your husband handle that? I think we navigate it very carefully. Mm. Again, you are put into a room with people that you've never met before, into a stadium filled with people that you don't know if they're believers or not. So I think it's, you know, you just got to really step into the gap and talk to people slowly and courteously. And I think our biggest thing is, is to listen to what others say, because there is always a way to insert God into any story. It's just, I think sometimes you need to just tread lightly because I'm going to be sitting with these girls for 162 days in a row. Mm -hmm. And I never want to upset anyone But it's crazy the way that God works because he wouldn't put me in that situation if he didn't want to be a part of that situation because he knows who I am in my heart and he knows my strong faith. 
And he knows how my faith continues to grow and my love grows for him every single day. So if he didn't want to be inserted into that story, he wouldn't put me in that spot. But again, I think it's all about treading lightly. Well, and I know we talk a lot, Julie and I talk a lot about relationships first, that you need to get to know the people around you. You need to build that trust for them to think that what you have to say has validity. So I think you're very wise in that, Christy, on how you're handling it. Yeah, I think personally for me, when people talk to me about God as a believer, I'm always so excited And I wish that I had just their, you know, pungency, I guess you could say. And, but for me growing up in a family where there was all kinds of crazy stuff going on, my biggest cheerleaders for God were my grandparents. And so I watched them and I learned from them. And I think that that was the smartest thing I could have done. What I've loved about this episode is regardless of whether or not you're married to somebody who's in a, you know, non-traditional career, we're all facing relationship struggles, triggers, challenges, and we really want to be intentional about investing in our marriage with its own specific boundaries and priorities and ways that we're looking to invest in our relationship with our person. And so I think it would be helpful for me if we just kind of each of us share something that we know is going to benefit, you know, investing in your marriage today, something that has worked for you or, you know, that is, um, is most helpful in keeping your marriage intact in a culture that is fighting against our relationships on every single front. Mm. Do you want me to start? Please. I mean, let's go with the wisest at the table. Or at least the longest. Yeah, well, I was obviously not going to say that because that's not wise. (laughs) And I'm trying to learn from you. Yeah, (laughs) you are very wise, Julie Graham. Um, I, I personally think it is never give up and don't walk away. A lot of times in anger or frustration, we want to leave the situation. We're hurt. We're frustrated. We want to get in the car and drive somewhere. (laughs) And the first time I did that, I had nowhere to go. I mean, (laughs) I drove around and then my husband was sitting on the balcony of our apartment waiting for me to come back because he knew I had nowhere to go. (laughs) Um, But you always come back and you talk through whatever you're dealing with. I just don't think that you leave. You try to work it out, if at all possible, that you stay there and figure it out. Mine is accept forgiveness, but also learn how to give forgiveness. That has been one of the hardest things I've ever had to work through my entire life. You always say you're sorry for something and you expect someone to say, it's fine, it's fine, or I understand, but yet I am not quick enough to do that for my own husband or any relationship I'm in. And it's not necessarily that I hold a grudge, but learning to give forgiveness, give grace where grace is due, just like God gave me grace for everything that I've done today, yesterday, and tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I need to learn how to do that myself. And it has been a challenge. My husband comes from a very healthy parental relationship And while mine isn't necessarily unhealthy, it just doesn't mirror his. So we have very different ways of handling disputes or conflict. And I really have a hard time giving grace. So if I can really just drive that home to anyone who's listening is not only accept grace, but give it too. 
You know, it's really hard to be taking notes because you want to learn all of these things, but also being ready to give your part of the conversation. You guys, those were both so helpful to the to the single lady on the mic. Um, well, coming from my personal experience of having been married and then um, re-entering the dating world kind of with fresh eyes and a completely different phase of life from when I was first dating and married, I think something that I'm focusing a lot is, you know, choosing to spend my time with someone that I genuinely respect, um, especially because I know, you know, that respect for a man is so important, but something that I've really been thinking about is I want to respect the person that I'm with and I want to be respected in my relationship. And so I know that's something that I'm really spending a lot of time thinking about. And I think that that's evidenced in kind of what you guys have both shared is, you know, you stay, you work it through, you communicate, um, you offer forgiveness and you accept forgiveness. And so, um, again, regardless of whether you're married today, you hope to be married, you're maybe in a struggling marriage today. I hope that you've taken something away from this conversation with Christy. Christy, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. You guys are amazing. And can I also just say a big congratulations? I know that Liam was um, named All-Star this year, so that was a big deal. So congrats to both of you guys. I'm sure that was um, so exciting and a, a lot of you know hard work being recognized for him, but also for you as his wifey. Thank you so much. Um, I know you guys are going to want to go check out For the Field um, and some of the other projects that Liam and Christy are a part of. So Christy, will you just tell them real quick how to find you on the Instas? But then, of course, I'll put all of your links into the show notes so everyone can click over and find you. Absolutely. So if you want to check out my store and purchase a coffee and Bible mug or just browse and see what's going down, it is on Instagram just at For the Field Apparel. And then my Instagram handle is at K underscore Hendrix with no C. Mm-hmm. And my husband's is at Hendrix, again, no C underscore 31. All right. And if you're like, I did not get to write that down because I am chasing toddlers or doing the laundry or on the elliptical, don't worry. You should be checking the show notes every single time you listen to this Grit and Grace Life because there is always gold in the show notes, friends. Always gold. I am so appreciative that you joined us today. Again, thank you so much for having me. This has been the highlight of my day. Okay, Dar, we have to end this episode with a quote about marriage. And I personally think we should go with your catchphrase that you always say when we talk about what you're looking for in a healthy relationship. You want to deliver it? No, because I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, come on. You say it all the time and it's so you. You want me to just say it? Please do. Okay. When it comes to marriage, this is me totally paraphrasing you. When it comes to marriage, you're looking for the whole meal deal. The Darlene Brock. And that's absolutely true. We'll catch you next week on This Grit and Grace Life. Thanks for listening to another episode of This Grit and Grace Life podcast brought to you by the Grit and Grace Project online magazine. Whether you're listening in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or streaming the show, be sure to take a couple moments to subscribe, rate, and review so you never miss the next episode. You can also share the show with a friend you think might enjoy living a grit and grace life with us. Every week we share all the details on everything we discuss in the episode at thegritandgraceproject.org. We'll catch you on the next one.